Welcome to the Peace and Purpose Podcast. This podcast is for entertainment and informational purposes only. It should not be considered medical, nutritional, psychological, or any other form of advice. If you need specific advice, please consult a professional. And we are back, and welcome back to the podcast. We have a very special guest, as promised here. Uh, We look forward to gaining some new insight on courageousness and boldness through faith. So without further ado, I'm going to hand it over to Corbin to introduce Carol Cobble. Did you guys miss me? I did. Um, So today we are introducing Miss Carol Cobble. This is, guys, listen close today because we have got an ocean full of wisdom right here. So uh, this is uh, Carol Cobble, a.k.a. Chance's grandmother, and this is just a smart woman, a faith-driven woman, and a just a, a, the sweetest, one of the sweetest people I know. So we're going to give her a little bit of an introduction here and ask her to tell, her to tell us about herself. So, Grandma Carol, our first question is, could you just tell us a little bit about yourself and maybe some things that happened early on in your life that made you the woman you are today? I had a life that was wonderful because it was during World War II, and I didn't have all the answers for my life, and I hadn't started growing in faith at that time, but I happened to have a grandparents next door that was my grandmother that was very uh, faith in her belief. And I got to go to church with her and my, along with my family. And she uh, was my role model, model for everything because I remember after my grandfather passed away, at that time I was probably nine years old, and uh, I was uh, actually the caregiver of my brothers growing up. And uh, but they. I go back to my grandmother. I can remember when um, they wanted me to stay with her, and I did. She read me scripture, and I've listened to that, and she emphasized the red coloring was Jesus that wrote that and to pay attention to that. But anyway... When she bowed to pray, but she had whispered a prayer on her knees, and I got on my knees. And I, I thought that at that time, I don't hear what she's saying, but I think she is talking to God at that year, time of nine years. And uh, she continued to take me to people and family uh, on Sunday afternoon for meals that were out of this world, that were tasty and had flavor <laughs> that it doesn't have now, <laughs> that's been taken away and uh, has been lost for a, a few generations, but now it's been restored. And uh, I can appreciate what's been restored because... Um, I had no idea that we didn't have what we didn't have. Uh, the modern things didn't, didn't have telephones, didn't have a car, didn't have indoor plumbing, all those things. But that didn't stop us 
from loving the Lord and going to church and doing what we thought we because it was in uh, it was embedded in us and I know now at this age that uh, it going back to that time that God was with us all the time uh, because it's a learning and a teaching and at age nine I had scarlet fever. And uh, there, that required uh, a quarantine on the door. And I remember a yellow quarantine. And I remember my mother crying. And um, I didn't have, at that age, the understanding of what it could be. But it was a deadly uh, disease for a child. And at, at that time, you know, looking back at this age of almost 84, God could have taken me then. <laughs> so can you tell us more about the, your, your scarlet fever? That sounds like a really terrifying experience. The scarlet fever, God had the opportunity to take me, but he had a plan for me. And that plan I know about now, I didn't know that that was the plan. Had no, you know, I didn't know the Bible and and the well enough to understand the connection to connect myself with the Bible and what I was experiencing. So, Grandma, did the faith that you had when you were younger, when you had the scarlet fever, did that carry on later in life to for you to be able to use? Absolutely. In what did you have any particular situations where you used that faith that you gained from when you were younger? Absolutely. Could I you go back could you to talk that. us could you talk us through some of that? Yes. Some of the situations That's when you why were I'm older? here today. I would not be here today if I didn't have that. That grandma in uh helped me find and that was a strong faith, and uh, I knew that the uh, that God was with me and wanted me. That was His plan, Ecclesiastes eleven through thirteen. Great. So we're going to connect this to our theme for the season now. What is the last time? I mean, what is the time that you have used your faith to take a risk that you didn't have to take? But you knew you could take it because you had the presence of God with you. Oh, I had many times that I was fearful, and I had a lot of a lot of fear. Um, that because we had the war and we had dark shades we pulled for the sirens that went off World War Two, and uh, we had uh, many times that uh, that faith stepped in, and my grandmother's comfort that I felt with her faith. And I had a lot of diverse uh, experiences with fear, but I always realized that I had love, a family to love me, and God to love me more. And, uh, and I realized that he was present in my life now more than ever because it had to grow from that childhood and my experience with my fear. 
So, Grandma, we were curious. We're looking for a specific instance where you had faith to do something you didn't necessarily have to do. So this would be where you stepped out with boldness because, and you didn't have to do it. This was something that you said, maybe this is a tough situation. You could have just relaxed or taken another path that was easier, but you went out on a limb and took the path that was more narrow and you had faith. Could you talk us through one of those situations? Well, there's many times that there were other people that were, that didn't have faith. And I was very bashful at that time and had, uh, there was always something in my heart that I wanted to, to take their side if it was somebody that was being talked about or, and I thought, do I do this? And, and something, you know, in, in me would tell me in the, in the spirit of, and that I know now that it was the spirit of the good Lord that always saved me in childhood from people that would uh, take me for advantage of me a lot of times. And that was kind of scary how to re, uh, respond to that. But I knew that I had somewhere, and that somewhere happened to be the Holy Spirit. So can you tell us about a specific instance in which you felt bashful, but you stepped out of your box because you had God on your side? Oh, yes, but I, at the moment I can't remember a specific time or where, but I had times that, you know, uh, I saw someone that was being hurt, and but I know knew that I was uh, bashful, <laughs> And uh, and and wouldn't, and I thought other people were better than me. And at that time, you know, and, until I became a cheerleader in high school, and 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 I knew that I had the Lord if I could do what I was doing, which was not common for me to to be in public to do things. But I was gaining my confidence, and I knew in my heart where that confidence was that I could do. And I thought, well, this takes a lot of doing things that we don't have a gym that's to, to train you. But I would, could do, at that time, back bends and things that I never did. And, and the high school brought me out of my shell and I know now, at this time in my life, that was God with me all the way to train me to have the comp- to have confidence that I had lost for years. Thank you, Grandma. Um, so we, I had a question just kind of to target exactly what we might try and might be referencing here. Have you ever gone against the grain, maybe? against something that was considered the norm, such as what the family expected you to do, or gone out on like a a trip or something, just something that wouldn't be considered average, something that was above and beyond that required faith. Um, and if so, could you talk us through that? In my travel, 
I could not believe that I could go and drive by myself miles and miles <laughs> to visit my brother uh, that was uh, re re retired military. And uh, I, I, I was able to visit him. That At that time, I was old enough uh, that even driving a car, <laughs> you know, was uh, in the beginning when I was younger. Uh, it was one that I knew that I had to have someone, you know, to help me. And uh, again, the Holy Spirit always works hard when you want to do the, the best you can do and have learned at this time when you travel uh, that you can do that because you have help. And I always said, I know that I have another person uh, with me and I can do this. So travel was a big thing for me because we never even had a car, you know, growing up. And my travel led to the truck. We grew up some by the railroad track <laughs> and in poverty. And so not even having a car meant a lot to drive. But in doing that, uh, it was a big step to take to go by myself, and I realized I wasn't by myself that I could do this. I could drive by myself with God if I have help, and I, I felt that. It wasn't that it was an experience of that uh, something instant. It grew in me. The confidence started to grow when I realized that I could travel and uh go to meet my brother in different states, and um, he would give me directions. And I thought, you know, it's amazing that I can do this, but now I know with all my heart why I can do this, is that he is with me and gives me the strength to do that and to know. And, and I wasn't afraid my, I had my fears that kind of faded away during the times that God had let me even travel on airplanes. And that, when I was in school, I wanted to be uh, a, a, a stewardess that was flying like the others. It, it was dream. And in that... Uh, place that by the railroad track I was a dreamer and I dreamed uh, fairy tales and I had uh, an old silver suitcase in there with my toys and, uh, and that silver suitcase when I grew older now led me to want to write a book silver suitcase and and customers for heaven, and a lot of people, you know, decide love that, but it hasn't been written yet. But I feel like with God's uh, will, free will that he gives us, 
and live in his free will is a, a blessing that uh, I can give a help to be a messenger and a, a servant for him the rest of my life, what he offers to give me. All right. So, so your brother was in, was in what state? Well, state? I flew to Germany, and then I went to, like, uh, Virginia um, and Alabama now. I drove to Alabama. So I'm curious. I think that's I think that's really good to talk about on the the drive that you were talking about, where you had to drive really long distances. Could you tell us kind of where you were going and what that felt like, and you know your challenges through that? Oh, I did have some fear at one time, and that was when I was going to Florida to visit my brother, and that was uh, and I had to I stopped. I was on the wrong road. I did, and uh, going the wrong way, and finally I called my brother and let him know it's going to be late, but I stopped somewhere and let them tell me how to get back on the road, and that was scary, and I thought, oh my gosh, I really in bed, but there was a man at the uh, stop place that you stop, <laughs> uh, and uh, he was uh, gave me some money that was needed for something or the change. But anyway, uh, I was able to get on the right road because I thought I'm way out here by myself. Where I'll never get to my brothers, and I was on my way to Florida that time with them did you ever think about turning around at that point or did when you know when it, you had those fears was that a thought in your mind no i didn't i started praying okay well that's that's great did you ever think about not going in the first place or did you have fears that were stopping you from initially getting on the road no i well that time i i you know uh I felt in my heart that um, I needed to go on, and uh, because I, oh, I started praying, God help me. <laughs> I did that caused praying when I got lost, you know, all the way, and that and that was a was a scary time for me because that then I started when I was traveling other places. I started praying more, and I knew that I had my f heavenly Father on the other side. So I think that gave me strength. So when you initially decided to go on the trip to go see your brother, were, were you afraid at all? Was, it, was, there, was there anything that you felt like, was there a part of you that said, no, Car Carol, stay safe? No, on that a particular time that I got lost or I had just missed another road and somehow that phone you have to pay so much to use I was able to contact my brother and my brother came and met me and uh, I thought God you answer prayers all the time 
that uh, I can get there with with his prayers and with my help of my brother. Great, great. I mean, that, that's some, some really nice insight for people. So I wanted to ask you, so whenever you went to your, you were getting on your flight to Germany, were you afraid of that before going? The first place I had to go all the way to um, uh, Concord to get my ticket. And um, I, when I got that, they had to tell me that I would be in uh, Kennedy Airport. And I, I thought, well, you know, that's uh, a, a big, big place to be with the girls, you know. And... Uh, but, you know, I knew in my heart that I still had someone that I could depend on, and that was the good Lord with the girls. With that uh, time, uh, and the, uh, the ticket person knew I was a country girl, and she would get, have to give me directions on things or, or give me an idea of how I was supposed to go and all. We, like gypsies, had to walk to the next place from the Kennedy Airport. That was some fearful, you know, but it was something in my heart that said we can do it. We can go and we can ask and we can talk to people to, to get direction and all. And I said, and furthermore, you know, when I get there, I know we have a family that will be waiting for us, and I all I have to do is remember the people on the plane that was a big 747 and a lot of military families on the plane, and uh, taking the girls, one of them had to have uh, medicine, you know, uh, to get on the plane. She was, you know, had... And she said, she looked up at the board that while I was getting that, and I said, I always put the oldest one in charge of the others to take care when I had to move away. And uh, she said, looked up at the price, and she does to this day. She said, I'm not going to pay that price for that. But I said, I am, and we're going to have to have this. And uh, it was a wonderful beautiful time with the family because we got there safe but I had I I had to remember to let the girls know that we were going to follow the people to follow the people that we had on the plane to remember to where to go to meet the brother and my sister-in-law and when we got there of course we had a beautiful three weeks of uh, tour and education for the girls to take them to all the, the palaces and places. And, but it was a three-week beautiful time for the girls to have uh, experience in life and trust in the Lord. So, Grandma, I think this is all great insight, and I'm actually going to divert from the conversation here because I think you said something really valuable a little while ago, and I want to revisit that because I have an idea that we might be able to utilize for this topic. You mentioned that you were a dreamer when you were younger, and you also mentioned that you wanted to write a book called Customers for Heaven. 
I can't promise that we can make that a reality, but I would love to hear more about what you would have to say if that was something that was possible because we want you to be able to live those dreams and that's what we're trying to promote here because writing a book is something that's very bold and courageous and takes a lot of faith because that can't be easy to to be able to do something like that. And guys, if we get enough demand and, and we hear enough from you guys about this, we may pursue the book. So we'll see if, if you like it enough. So Grandma, we want you to give your pitch of Customers for Heaven so we can get a better insight of what this would look like. I'm sure it had to come from the Holy Spirit to go back and and at that time I was kind of viewing my life and uh, viewing my life for the future and I thought, you know, the future people need to know God. And I I feel like I said there's a feel in my heart that I I'm I'm feeling my uh, past past of, of my life, and I need to share that to let people know that God is there for any time in your life, no matter who you are, uh, what culture you are, no matter what you've done. Uh, you know, I wanted to get some messages across to people what the faith I knew I had grown to have and I w- and for others to be able to grow in their faith and have the faith that gives you strength to overcome the evil and the destruction of our lives. And uh, I, I was it was getting strong in my heart that I wanted to write it and uh, and share it with all the people, no matter who they were across the world. And I thought that would be a book that uh, that people would get uh, know a, a relationship with Jesus would uh, give them another life and uh, be uh, born again and have faith again, and we are, because God is at work every day uh, to make that possible for the world, and he's given people a a job, and a job can be uh, people uh, that has customers for heaven. Well, thank you, Grandma, and I'm curious... What's been holding you back from starting on your book? The fact that I no do not know the, the process of having a written book, and I felt that maybe it was more expensive than I could afford to to do. And I went to a uh, conference uh, to learn, and when I saw that, I realized that it was not for me to be able to put it in writing and why is that i don't know (laughs) so if making your book was a reality that somehow we could make possible i guess i thought that i could live a life and tell people in person 
you know, what that book could do and what I could, what I would write if I wrote it. What if you could write the book? Would you still want to? At this time, I think it's not possible. Why? Because of my health and what I uh, was diagnosed with recently, that I might, you know, not be able to to get through it. What if we could help? Well, that might be possible. If I help, had help, I might be able to, because that when I love writing, and I, I took up writing because I had jobs that I had technology for so many years that I gave it up. And everything I love to do is, you know, like love and write cards to people and do and 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 help people and encourage people with my uh, cards that I write them. And uh, I just felt like there's a time to let the world know what life is all about if you have Jesus in your heart and a and a time in your life that you uh give him your time and love is a big thing that your his love and forgiveness is always stronger than ours and I wanted to do that now is is there any fear that came with not being able to finish the book or not starting it because you were scared it wouldn't get published? or could, Is there any fear that goes along with the starting process? Having time to write gives me more thought, and maybe I could. Maybe. And I'll try. Well, what was holding you back from starting it in the first place? The fact that when I attended... And it was David Freeze's uh, gathering that we had information. And when I saw what it took for the other writers, I felt, oh, I can't do that. I know God's with me. So maybe in person I can be a messenger, and I have. Well, Miss Miss Carol, Grandma Carol, I think I think there's a reason we're here today with these mics talking to you, and I think this is a God thing that we're here to help you write this book. I honestly and sincerely sincerely think that. And I also think that David, being our first guest, was was Jesus being in your life to inspire you to write this book. Yeah, there's, it's a... It's there's a, a possibility. It's, it's, a <laughs> chain of, it's a chain of inspiration. So, Grandma Carol... Why is writing this book just a possibility? Why is it not happening? When I saw them, what they, uh, what it took to do, and I didn't think I was really, can I, you know, able to to follow what it did, you know, what what was needed in order to do the book, and th- and that was and because I of I money. Could live that life, and that was because of money. So it probably was. At the time, because I knew that I was, at the time, I, I'm frugal <laughs> and just spend what I know I can. And uh, I think it was probably maybe financial was a big part of not doing it. 
because I careful how because I, I don't want to leave my family without me having everything paid. So, Grandma Carol, what do you view at 84 is your life's purpose? Well, I know God rescued me all these times that he helped me for a purpose, and that book does come to mind from time to time. <laughs> and uh, with a lot of and love, with a lot of encouragement and letting me know that I can. Uh, I know God left me here for a purpose because I have experienced a lot of uh, downtime in life. And uh, every single time I have been broken in my life with anxiety uh, and, and jobs, a lot of jobs, but I knew that I that my jobs was for to work for the Lord and not what my choice was. I know He had a lot of choices for me, and I've tried to do that. And now, leaving me here with all that He t- times that He could have taken me to heaven, uh, I was ready for the heavenly choir several times and he rescued me every time with angels in my life and people that he placed in my life that came and helped me and gave me uh hope and gave me support and gave me the kind of love that you give us so is that some of the things that we can be looking forward to reading in the book when I'm writing, I'm able to think, give time to think better because of being diagnosed recently with heart failure. And I know that God wants me to do His will, and that's very strong in my heart. That is awesome. All right, Miss Carol, we have one final question for you. If you could put up a billboard anywhere where millions of people would see it, what would you put on that billboard? What would you write? It would be give your heart to Jesus because he gave me a song, Give Your Heart to Jesus. And I've given the neighbor, gave put notes with it. And uh, I have passed it out. And it's been accepted some. And I gave copies of that and sang and sang songs that were encouraging to give their heart to Jesus. Well, Miss Carol, we we really appreciate you coming on today. Like, I feel so connected and just so on purpose and, frankly, at peace to be here with you today and for a lot of people across the world to be able to hear your message because it is a wise one, it is an important one, and it's one that I think a lot of us need, including myself. So... Uh, We want to thank you for coming on today. Um, We are going to begin working on this book, and I'm I'm really excited to see what the wisdom holds and for what it can do for me and Chance in the process and what it can do for you all in the long term. So, yeah, we we thank you guys. Uh, We love you all. Um, we, We hope that this week is really great for you and tremendous and that you guys can 
think about this podcast and listen to it and see what it does for you because I know it's done something for me. So thank you all, and as usual, next week we're going to keep a guest and we're going to have another special guest, and uh, it's going to be fun. So, um, yeah, we will talk to you then, and we hope you have a blessed week. If you are enjoying or benefiting from our show and you'd like to spread the love, you can do so by subscribing, downloading, and telling your friends and family about us, especially if you feel that they could benefit as well. Also, if you'd like to access our show notes, which includes any resources that we may speak about during the show, you can do so by clicking the down arrow, the details button, or the abridged paragraph, depending on the platform from which you are listening. We want to thank you for your continued support. We really appreciate it. The Peace and Purpose Podcast is a participant in the Amazon Services LLC Associates Program, an affiliate advertising program designed to provide means for creators to earn advertising commissions by advertising and linking to Amazon.com and its affiliated sites. Thank you for joining us on the Peace and Purpose Podcast. See you next week.